there's one stock you can never have enough from. And I'm not talking about Bitcoin or Tesla or I don't know. I'm talking about your mindset, your skill set, like the you, you, the stock yourself. Please, everybody, please invest in yourself. You cannot take a withdrawal without doing a deposit. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the What the Passion podcast. If you are listening to this podcast right now, it means that you're excited and learning and creating real change. When we started off, our mission was to bring passion back into people's hearts and tell the stories that should be heard. Our commitment to you is to help you find what you're really passionate about so you can live a happier and more fulfilled life and unlock 100% of your true potential. With this being said, guys, let the story begin. Yeah. Especially as we're moving on in our monthly series, we started the year with planification, how to set goals, how to find your desire, passion, etc. Then moved over to you know productivity, how to be more productive and effective, who to listen to. That was one of our recent episodes where actually we're going to go into even more because this month is all dedicated around leadership. And leadership, literally leadership makes the world go round. If you are able to lead people, you are holding the key in your hands for changing the world. But how do you really lead people? What are the key principles of leadership? Um, John C. Maxwell wrote dozens of books, for example, The Five Levels of Leadership, Good Leaders Ask Great Questions, and numerous other books that are just like some easy go-to steps of how to become a good leader. Because really, being a leader is not that easy. And I think we have the right person on on, on this show, actually, Felix, who knows a lot about, a little bit about leadership, a little bit much about leadership, that it's not always the person that talks the most is considered the leader, but actually the person that leads instead of talking, that is considered the true leader. So I think, I think, I think we have this month, a lot of interesting topics we will actually try this month to do a little bit more than usual because last month we left out one week. So we should definitely be producing double this month. And no, I'm just, leadership is one of my favorite topics. So I'm super, super excited to get actually in, on, on calls with some cool interview guests that we have upcoming. And yeah, man. So, but before we jump into anything with leadership, our little travel rats over here, Felix, again, he did it again. <laughs> he did it again. Uh, Felix, let me ask you, how was your week? <laughs> it was good. I got a little sunburned. Hey, why did you get a little sunburned? Come on, give it, give it to the listeners. Make, <laughs> make me, make me and make them jealous. What did you do? <laughs> Obviously, I was in the sun and I, I took some um, more Atlantic sun than we would catch out here in Luxembourg. Ooh. We've uh, traveled to the Hawaii of Europe. This is how some people call it, actually. Hawaii the, of Europe. The Hawaii of Europe. But Felix, tell who me. Who knows what it is? Who knows Who knows what, what, what it is? But Felix, tell me, how is it possible that you are traveling so much? Isn't there something rumorous, rumors called COVID, which is happening? How is it possible that you're just traveling the world, man? Who? I mean, um, the island of Madeira in Portugal is, there are some, there are some, there are some, some travel restrictions too. So it's not like, we, we, we just stepped out of the house and went there. Of course, we took a test. We got the test. We did, we're negative. We flew there. The Airbnb was nice. 
We had some nice, nice people around us and uh, met with the locals out there. And uh, actually, it's fun how people always say like, yeah, how can you be traveling like this? I'm like, yo, like, what are you offending me for that I'm, that I'm like supporting local businesses that would mm -hmm. die if there's no tourism? True. You want me to stop like sharing the light and showing people the possibilities that are there and out there. And to be honest, it's, it's not even that hard to travel. Some of my business partners that we invited for the trip with us to Madeira um, from Greece, they, um, they, they, they first didn't really know, ah, is it going to be difficult? And we have to take this test and stuff. And, and I, and I already traveled this year to Dubai in January and we all, we already took this, this, this PCR test. And, um, once you do it one time or two times, it's becoming pretty normal and you realize, okay, this might be the new normal. And if traveling nowadays is like this, what do I want to do? Mm. Like not travel? No. <laughs> So why I'm, being scared of that? I mean, it's, I, it's, it's, it's fun. I hope, I really hope that uh, the medicine, the modern medicine will actually find out ways how to test the test on the virus on in different ways. Because I think at a certain point, if you want to travel a lot and you always have to get like two, one meter long sticks stuck up in your nose at a certain point, you know, at a certain point, maybe, maybe, maybe your nose will actually get a little bit fucked up, but let's just hope but, that but. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's just hope for what? Because I'm going to continue afterwards. No, 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 no. Continue. Break, say what you want to say because then I want to Damn. add on to... I want to give you a right I'm hook afterwards. I'm not here afterwards. to interrupt you, bro. I'm not <laughs> here to interrupt you. Sorry for that. Sorry for that. No worries. Um, but talking about exactly what you just said, this is one of the reasons. Like you did it in a, in a, in a, in a fun way and you, 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 you don't mean everything like you say it. Um, but this is one of the reasons why people are scared nowadays. Some of the people we invited, they, they don't want to, didn't want, like they, they first like were like a little bit skeptic or is it possible because of so many rumors. And then you go do the test and I'm, I'm not here to be like a propaganda guy and telling you do tests. No, 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 no. But it's not even that hard. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like, I remember like, let's talk about this. I think many people have this in their mind. How is traveling nowadays? How is it? How is, how's the, how's the new norm? How is it the new normal to travel? And it's actually not that hard. You do the test and then it's even easier than before because guess what? The whole plane is empty. <laughs> the whole airport is empty. <laughs> you, you, the you, whole, have the, you have the choice of seats, huh? You have the choice bro, of seats. I'm feeling like a, I'm feeling like a ambassador for traveling in COVID times, but um, no, just, just don't have the fear and still pursue your travel goals. And uh, you will see that uh, if you go to countries where there's no too big restrictions, obviously keep take the restriction like do what what's necessary in madeira there's also a curfew between um i don't know what in the morning but until 6 p.m you need to be in the house mm -hmm. for us this wasn't too bad because we could some do some hikes uh, during the day we could um i don't know uh, go to go to a restaurant to a local mall oh. and um oh. yeah this is what what thing what people nowadays can't do like people people like really get satisfied by walking in, in through a mall and getting a coffee or whatever <laughs> Um, but yeah, after six, we been, went home, we, we traded, we, we, we made our calls, like had some what, time together. What, what I cannot wait for is actually if, if we or our, 
our listeners listen to this episode in like two, three years time from now, and this entire COVID thing is over, restaurants, or it's adapted, it's like, it's kind of over, people are like, society's getting back to normal, restaurants are a thing again. They hear us talking about restaurants like, oh man, restaurants, have you, did you go to a restaurant? You know, like you, you went to this very secret place, like Area 51, did you really yeah. see it? Did you really taste food in a restaurant? Yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> that kind of, that kind of stuff, man. I'm really missing, honestly with you, to be very honest with you, I'm missing slowly the restaurant vibe. I'm just missing to go to a restaurant, to order some food, have some people around me. It was wearing, amazing, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but what Bro, I Bro, we had say, some pancakes. Fucking pancakes. What I wanted to say, <laughs> what I wanted to say before, though, I wanted to give you the right hook back when you talked about the the testing. Yeah. I mean, despite all, I agree with you. It's not as bad as it seems, but I really hope, and I'm gonna say, but again, because it has a very special meaning. I really hope we're not gonna adapt to the new Chinese way of testing for COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe 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 some maybe some of you guys uh, understood the joke now when I said but I didn't but, expect that. <laughs> oh, but um, they take it in a different way, literally. So anyway, um, back to the topic. Through the butt, through the butt, <laughs> anal, anal swipes. Come on, say it. Anal in, swipes in, in, a, in a PCR test through your okay. But um, yes, let's, let's this go. is this is going. I don't I don't want to do that. But <laughs> you you said three years from now everything is going to be back to normal. What if not? What if this is really like the way? Like the the it's traveling is not, never going to be the same like it used to be in 2019. It's never going to be like that again. There are always three types of people. There are optimists, pessimists, and realists. You know, if you think if you think about it from an optimistic point of view, which I tend to do most of the time, I'm like, yeah, no worries. It it will be not the same. It will never be the same again. No, no, but no. It will but it's be, not going to be hard. It's not going to be bad. It it will be adapted, adapted, yeah. and still good, so everyone can enjoy their freedom in a certain way. That's what I believe partially then there's the pessimist yeah. that says no this COVID thing is going to stay forever it's just going to mutate and mutate and mutate okay if the, if this is what you want to what you choose to believe in you can believe in it but i don't think that it will make your life a lot enjoyable you cannot really grasp or enjoy the every single moment that you have right and then there's the ideal uh, the the realist the realist i consider myself partially as well with same as you and me when we discuss about this topic of lockdown pandemic whatsoever we see it from a realistic point of view it's like all right we, we've been through three waves now we're going into the fourth at a certain point it will mutate it will adapt but medicine is actually getting better and better and better just as the virus is getting better and better so at a certain point we will find crossroads to make life easier for everyone in an adapted manner and i would yeah. say in latest three years in latest three years, the whole topic is going to be like, all right, we have it under control. Everything's easy, yep. just as like any other uh, pandemic or virus that happened in the past. So yep. that's my point of view. But um, boy, let's let's talk. Let's talk. Let's switch topic a little bit. Let's switch topic a little bit because from going from to your what? travels... From your travels. I wanted to share one exp one, one cool thing. I wanted to ah, yes. yes, 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 yes. Please. Should I do it or please? No, 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 no. Time? Are we in it already? Oh, 10 minutes. We are in 10 minutes. It's easy. Sure. Uh, but I, I think you, I know what you want to step in afterwards. It's a, it's a very, very. And if you're um, good, if you you're said good. it in some cryptic words. 
Oh, and he's able to read my mind. That boy is crazy. No, please share your moment in Madeira okay. and then you find the smooth yeah. transition over to what I wanted to say. It's not even that, ex it's like, it's not even that exciting, the story, but I liked it. I wanted to share one of the stories from, from the recent travel because Tim and myself, we always obviously talk before these shows. We don't get like, I'm not sending him like, yo, let's get on the, on the podcast and then we start recording. And I wanted to share the story and I said, nah, let's keep it for the podcast. No, and an interesting fact. So I was on a call with a, with a guy from Egypt and uh, I was telling him that we're about to go to a statue near our apartment. We had like an Airbnb, Atlantic Coast view, and then or the Atlantic Sea is pretty much not, not a real coast. Mm -hmm. well, I mean, there is a coast. And then um, like, I don't know, like from like um, only, only through the air, like one kilometer away, We saw the statue. It's like a Jesus statue, and I said, "I want to go there. I want to. I want to. Uh, we want to take the car, go down there, and then uh, explore it." And then he's then the guy on the call that I just met through business. He said, "Yo, isn't that the statue that is facing the one in Rio de Janeiro?" Mm. It's like, how? Why should it? And how could it? And why? Why? How would you know? You're like, are you Portuguese? No, no, no. But I'm just interested in geography. And I said, "Okay, well." Um, and then I thought, "Okay, yeah, good." In Brazil, people speak Portuguese. Madeira, Portuguese island. Um, so there, there is the connection between P Portugal and Brazil. Um, and there's no, and, and already the first day I, I we went there, I was, I was excited. Where are my, where are my Google maps? You always see this little, little triangle where you're facing right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I turned to the left, I was like facing directly Morocco. And on the other side, I said, okay, wow, eight kilometers from here, there's Brazil. And I thought, yes, it might be true. So we went down there and he was right. There's a statue, which is obviously a little bit smaller, but it's, it's exactly facing like it wants to give, give the Rio de Janeiro uh, Jesus statue, wants to give it a hug. Yes. So it was like a smaller Jesus like in Rio de Janeiro. And now like, this got me excited. I don't know why. I wanted it, to share that. It's, uh, it's very interesting because for those of you who have been to Lisbon as well in Portugal, the capital, Lisbon has a statue like this as well. And Lisbon has Ooh. as well a miniature um, Golden Gate Bridge from San Francisco. They were both gifts. No. They were both gifts by the king at that time. Um, actually, very interesting. Lisbon has a super, super in-depth and exciting story. I, I love history. And whenever I'm in that city, I, I know people that can show me like the the history in an interesting way and showing me old monuments and the way mm -hmm. that it represented that the king back in the time um, put a lot of effort that colonialized uh, Brazil that took it over. He invested a lot of money into and a lot of um, riches came from Brazil. So that was his big capital. So all of the statues in Europe, because I think on all Lisbon has one, Madeira has one, and I think there are two more somewhere in Portuguese settled colonial yeah. island states. Um, Probably on the all, coast. They all, they all face. They all face uh, to Brazil, and the biggest one in Brazil is facing the motherland, Portugal. So, Ooh. so uh, since the king was someone that wow, that's Tim respect. going deep in history. Wow, I think that's like a whole story. But it's been it's been some it's been some while when, once I heard that story. It's been some time. Wow, tell but, me more. But actually, um, Lisbon, the king in Lisbon was actually at that time. I don't remember his name. It was not Salazar. It was not the dictator Salazar. It was a different, a different king or emperor before. He was very hated by the people because he spent most of the time in Brazil, even though Lisbon was going in the 16th and 17th century through one of the worst, um, 
natural cat catastrophic uh, events. They had a massive earthquake, a rapid fire, and as well a tsunami that pretty much flooded and destroyed 80% of the entire city. Um, and at the, in the meantime, the king who was spending his time in Brazil didn't really care and didn't send any money to support Portugal. But instead of sending the money, he got himself a nice collection of animals, a little zoo. And spent some money on some more nice golden um, monuments of him. And yeah. you, actually, you actually have on the big place on uh, Plaza Comercio in Lisbon, you have the big statue of him sitting on a horse. And you probably you've probably know you probably know this one as well. Have you been to Lisbon already, Felix? Nope. I wanted to go there, but we but couldn't. You, but you probably know this big space, a uh, big place in Lisbon. Plaza de Comercio, the port. I think through skateboarding, I know that are there some skateboarders cr cruising around and um, destroying the curbs? Probably. I have no idea, bro. <laughs> That's your <Yeah>. world. <laughs> But um, you have a big statue of him, him sitting on a throne, and actually you have him looking into a certain direction, and he's actually, this monument was built for him to represent his power in Lisbon and Portugal, mm. but he's looking towards Brazil as well, where which is his preferred country. But anyways, oh, super interesting. So much, yeah. so much behind these 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 little stories and what is actually behind these statues and how like, crazy because I love I love history too. We should we should do a, a, a second podcast called the History Channel. I know. I think this is already there. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, I think that's like trademark claimed already. We we cannot we cannot mm. beat them. Um, Yes, but Brazil is, is a very interesting country because Brazil is very, very rich in uh, gold and in copper and in some and some other natural resources. Brazil is like boom, one of one of the biggest actually. Gold, silver, copper, and I think some natural resources as well, like one of the largest diamond mines. I think whatever it is, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. Like I love the history of Portugal and Spain because it's such a intriguing it's kind of like game of thrones where everybody's trying to battle like the the big brother spain these stories come from somewhere ah i love it the big brother spain trying to show to its smaller sister portugal who has the bigger you know cojones better said cojones cojones But you speak you speak Spanish i think i realized also in in, in madero that portuguese language is far off from spanish like it's not oh, not not far off but it's it's like really not it's like not switzerland german and german i thought it's like this mm, so so what you're saying is that it's Obligado. not so so you're saying that it's not far off or that it is far off it is it is more far from the actual spanish language than i thought ah it's 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 okay they both have the roots in the in the latin and the romantic and actually in the french so like french spanish and portuguese they tend to understand depending upon of course where you're coming from i don't know what kind of accent or dialect uh, people in madeira is they speaking but in a certain way in the in the in the basic basic tone basic vocabulary they tend to understand each other actually with with uh, italian on top Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. This was Madeira. This was um, the block of this podcast where um, Tim is talking about history. And, and I loved, I loved how he transitioned <laughs> again with the word block. Before it was cryptic, now it's block. So let's actually get right into the topic, bro. Cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin. What's, hap what's happening continue, over there? Continue the chain. What's <laughs> From the block to the chain, here we are. Let's go. So let's go. tell me a little bit what, what's, what's been happening. Because you're, you're, you're someone that's, been, that's, that's spending quite a lot of time in the markets. 
And the markets have been moving quite rapidly. I mean, we're looking now at like nearly all-time high of $60,000 yep. US yep. dollars. Ethereum nearly, or did it break the $2,000 mark? I don't know, but I think it was very, very close. Um, yeah, a little, uh, like I, th I think for like an hour or something. Like, which which was enough for a lot of people to cash out. But let's have let's have a quick talk about what what your ideas are. What's going to be happening in the next time? Because obviously we're coming. Oh. Like, the pattern is repeating itself. Um, same as we had like in 2017. So what what very you, similar, very similar. So what do you think? I mean, obviously we're no experts. Disclaimer: we're no experts. We have have no academic background in finance whatsoever. But uh, from simple market analysis and simple looking at how things have been developing over the last year, two years, three years even. Um, I know you've been pretty big in it. What 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 do you think are, are some moves that you are doing right now or that you are taking? Mm, so yeah, I also want to say I'm not gonna take my take my thoughts now on our glass ball and, and look into the future. Nobody knows, but um, by checking some indicators from the past in the trading world in the markets. You can not 100%, never 100% predict the markets and how it's going to be like tomorrow, next week, or next year. But by some fundamental analysis and knowing how to really do that on a technical way and also understanding news and understanding psychology of the people, um, you can make the right moves right now. You could pretty much, right now, 2021, you can do the moves which will set you up for life. Like it's not, you're not going to be, let's say you're not going to be by a million on your portfolio by the end of the year. Not saying that, but now taking the right steps into the right currencies, into the right projects, putting your fingers and putting your, your teeth into the right um, education and starting to understanding really the topic. This is going to set you for life and you're going to do the, some right investments. You're going to connect with the right people. Um, But yeah, let me just say that. Don't miss out, guys. Don't miss out. Maybe you're still skeptic. You think you can't do it. I think that's the, like, people are not even too skeptic because they don't believe in the currency. Nowadays, they understood that it's like the biggest bank in the world without any, um, uh, what's, bank tellers, like, houses. Um, but people, people still don't know how to buy it. Simple things like that. Where, where, where they can purchase them. Can, do they, is it legal? Can they purchase them with a credit card, with a bank account? Like all these things, they, they don't know it. And I think um, getting educated on that is the first big thing. Of, and then, of yeah. course. And I mean, I'm, <clears throat> and I mean, the same, same as like banks. And again, like I'm, I'm definitely not someone that has been spending as much time with the crypto market as Felix has, but I'm, 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 I consider myself an entrepreneur that always keeps his lanes open and that studies as much as I possibly can about interesting future trends. And I believe that if big players such as um, Bloomberg or as well JP Morgan, um, actually, I think it was beginning of February, they officially stated that their portfolio managers of the bigger assets, asset, asset change, they chain, chains, chains, they actually take <laughs> a up to 6% portfolio diversification into cryptocurrency into consideration for their future clients and for their, because it has potential in the future to grow. Um, but I think the most important thing is, again, research, understanding risk potential, and being able to, you know, diversify yourself and not like put everything on the golden, on the golden bell. Um, 
again, I think this is this is like one of the most important things. Uh, what do you what do you say, Felix? Diversification is key, but with the right study, like I don't know. For example, yes, portfolio yes. diversification is always Dude, like, don't don't put everything on Tesla. What if one tomorrow um, no. Elon Musk all of a sudden will decide again yeah. that he will go on Joe Rogan podcast and smoke another five big joints and say something stupid about the president? All of a sudden, the stock the stock will crash. Right, so and if all of your money is in there, mm, gets quite tricky. So diversification is important. Uh, yeah, there, but there's one stock. There's one stock you can never have enough from. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about Bitcoin or Tesla or I don't know. I'm talking about your mindset, your skill set, like the you, you, the stock yourself. Please, everybody, please invest. In yourself, you cannot take a withdrawal without doing a deposit. Mm-hmm. So how can you even expect making those big results by just getting into some, I don't know, um, some weird current like Dogecoin? Cool. Nice. It's it's cool. Um, it's a fun game. Like there's not real technology behind, but... Um, people jump on the hype train, maybe they pick it as the next um, digital gold. It's probably not going to happen, but get educated, invest in yourself and um, start to start to lead your ship, your life. And uh, yeah, this is pretty much the stock you can never have enough from, mm-hmm. from, from investing in yourself. But uh, to, b- before we get into the next topic, um, make sure to, like you said, diversify. Um, don't put everything on one horse. And I, for example, I told Tim yesterday, I purchased even an NFT, hmm. which is a non-fungible token. It's a digital collectible, similar like back in the days, like baseball cards or Yu-Gi-Oh cards or Picasso. And um, there are Picassos that are faked and going on auctions for sale for more than a million dollars. Fake picture. So with NFTs, you have the possibility to really have a blockchain secured original from the artist that you own. And uh, I purchased one of them. So let's see how this is going to perform. Beautiful. Maybe now putting the the, 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 the money that I took, um, and, and if I would have put it in in some some altcoin or just in Ethereum or just in, 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 in Bitcoin, uh, I would see more... Um, more return in the next few weeks, months, years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we will see. Maybe this is a, maybe, and I, I kind of like the idea of these NFTs. So um, also get yourself educated on that. Def- but on the main topic, cryptocurrencies. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I think there's so much out there. Again, know that you can't know everything, but try to know as much as you can about any specific topics if you want to get yourself involved. And with the words of the the, the almighty Warren Buffett, the, the investment god, uh, never invest into things or assets that you don't understand and don't know how they work and, and they use for your use for it. So I think with this, I can we we can transition over again very smoothly to our main topic for the month of uh, March. Again, this month we're going to be producing a little bit more than last month because last month we lacked out one week. So this month we're going to put one extra on top because actually the topic of leadership Ooh. is so condensed and so deep you can talk so hours and hours and hours and i i think we both know dozens of people 
who could fit criterias for having an incredible interview on leadership. And I think we will diversify over the year again with more and more people jumping back to these topics because I know that a lot of listeners from our What the Passion podcast are actually already leaders. They are leading themselves. They're leading their own lives. They're leading their own journeys, their own ventures. And maybe some of them even have the pleasure of leading other people, other people but themselves. And I think that's really, really important to understand that teamwork leadership and moving as a team as an organization as a group as a company is not always as easy as it seems you know you, you know this typical um picture of the boss uh, at work you know that is commanding everyone around us that is just like there for hard de hard delegation it's like you do you do you do and he's just sitting in his office collecting the money or the very famous quote that that says i think it was a meme that that i saw last year where a boss was talking to his employee and he said like hey if you work double as hard next year mm. if you make double as many hours as you have done this year then next year i will be able to afford myself another ferrari that's kind of like mm -hmm. the, the ideology of a typical boss figure and i think frankly speaking nowadays we're all sick of the boss in the room we want to have a leader we want to have a friend we want to have someone that shows empathy that is good at communicating that knows people skills that know how to knows how to delegate and not lead from the back leaning you know putting his feet on the table but is actually in the front lines with you. And this is why Napoleon Bonaparte, talking about leadership, Napoleon Bonaparte or Alexander the Great were some of the greatest leaders history has ever seen. Why? Because they did not command their armies. They were in the front lines fighting and motivating and encouraging everyone for victory. So become a leader. Uh, and with this being said, Felix, what's your opinion about leadership? And first question right off the bat, which is quite important. What is the difference between a leader and a true leader? A true leader is leading from the heart. And yeah, it's probably in the game now for a longer time. And it's funny, there are people who are born with some specific leadership instincts. And then there are people who are not. And then there naturally. are people who have have like naturally some um, some skill sets when it comes to leadership already, or once because of growing up and not being able to, like like having to care about your brothers and sisters, whatever you already grow up and in a leadership position. Here's one important thing for the ones who 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 then think they are leaders because they have a title. A title is the lowest form of leadership. Mm -hmm. a so a title does not qualify you it just gives you an imaginary artificial status symbol which does not yes. really re represent who you are no and people will maybe listen on the first side this is happening often in the corporate world also in 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 the world of direct market of direct selling of um, um uh, network marketing and people are given titles sometimes titles they sometimes don't even earn but You will have to earn it for yourself anyways. So the pack is anyways only um, being led by the true leader. Exactly. And yeah, so in the corporate world, I think it's, I, I've not really, I can't, can't really say that. I'm just telling this from reading it in books from, from people. And I've read a lot of books on the topic of leadership. Um, but in the, in the corporate world, it's often happening. Maybe you've experienced it. 
um, that there are people who call themselves leaders and think they are the boss, which is actually the most stupid thing they can do in this case then too, mm-hmm. um, only because they, they are named on a specific name. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it needs to be earned. It's 100%. not given. And this this is the interesting thing that a lot of times when you have a an organ like when you're organizing a group, it's very interesting if you if you ever been into some testing groups or back in school you formed little groups of like five to six people. Um, there's yeah. always every single person in in this group has a certain characteristic. There's the analyst that analyzes situations quite fast. There's the decision taker who says like, okay, this is this, this is that. There is the one that usually complains and has arguments against it. And there is then the proclaimed leader, the, a person that tries to impose his status of leadership because of his dominant, extra, um, very extroverted character um, who, who imposes the status of like, hey guys, I'm the leader, I'm leading this. But he is not really the one that's taking everyone's opinions into consideration. And especially he's not the one that has the go from everyone else. And then next to this person, the proclaimed leader is the person that listens carefully, that pays attention to everyone's opinion, that makes decisions mm-hmm. based upon the collective and yeah. maybe based upon what his idea as an addition is. And with this strength as a collective moves the group towards a decision that they made together, organized. This is what we consider the true leader. And no matter what kind of constellations you have, no matter how strong your proclaimed leader is, people always follow the steps of the one, the one, the one that they seem the most relatable to. They trust the most. Trust yeah. is a big, big word, and the one that they see that they want to lead, uh, they want, they want to be led by or follow. I love, bro. I love these group dynamics. Yes, I love. I, I also doing uh, when I was doing my my year for in a child in a kindergarten mm-hmm. for a free social year in Germany after my um, high school mm-hmm. after my exam, and I was not ready to work or, or like to study already. I wanted to check out a year, and they were always we had like these seminars every second month, and we always had these group. And this, it, it's always, you always have these specific characters in a group. Mm-hmm. So amazing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're not even the person. We're not talking about leadership right now, but these group dynamics are also interesting. Also, I experienced it myself and you maybe too. When you are around different friend groups or you're around the, the peer group of right now, the ones that you spend the most time with, you have a specific role. You're that Tim. You're, you're doing that. You're doing that. You build your guy, the guy who listens, who uh, makes jokes. And then you are in another friend group of the ones from, from back in the days. And um, you are the one that, I don't know, is, is the youngest. And um, like it, it's super fun uh, how, how in specific groups a person is different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Group dynamics. But yeah, leadership. Um, but d- now trust do you is think- a big point. Trust is a big thing, but a question, do you think those certain attributes, people can actually train those attributes or are you naturally yes. born with them and you can't I started become a leader? This, yeah, I started with this. So there are really born leaders and they probably, because they also then like, but no, to answer your question, you can learn that. Mm-hmm. You can learn that. I was not the leader that I am right now four years ago and but you were a leader i were a leader 
I were I never was the person like I was not the person who was loved at or I picked at last in sports. So were was, were you were you what kind of person I was, were you? I was not a dynamic? I was not a good question. It depended on the on the group that I was in. But mm -hmm. what is um I was not a born leader. Like there are people way with way more leadership attributes than me. I would never have said I'm, I was I was not a, 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 a I was a cool guy like people like I was cool with people and stuff and but I wouldn't but I I had to, I had to learn it. I also had to learn it. I had mm -hmm. to learn it through um the most most I learned from was really mistakes. Mm -hmm. So you got to go out there and do it. And even if you don't feel like a leader right now and you're starting to build an organization, educate yourself, read the right books, read books from John C. Maxwell and Darren Hardy. There's a mm. speech, there are speeches on, on YouTube. Darren Hardy is the publisher of the Success, Success Magazine. He's one of my go-to leadership experts. Like it's, mm -hmm. 100%. It's, it's, it's Darren Hardy, it's John C. Maxwell, and then it's Alex Morton, Chris Terry, Richard. But um, these two go to for everybody. So educate yourself because there are specific ground rules. There's, yes. for example, one book I recommend everybody right now. It's the 21 Laws of Leadership. Hmm. This is my favorite. Mm -hmm, I know Tim's mm -hmm. favorite is the Five Levels of Leadership. Not even. My favorite. Not even. My oh okay, I'm excited for that. What's coming now? But for John C. Maxwell, my favorite book is really the 21 Laws of Leadership. I was already in business for one and a half years. I read this book and I was touching my head every second page, and I was like, "Yo, <laughs> if I would have just known that, it's on my like it's so clear." And you have to read these rules first because before you, but you also have to go through it first. That's the point. That's, 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 yeah, this is what I wanted to say. The education is important, but like I said, the mistakes are what in the end make it because you can read this book, 21 Laws of Leadership now, start a business in two to three years. You have led a team, you're leading a team. Some people left. I don't know what happened. And then you read the book again and you're going to see it's so different because you've been through these mistakes. Mm -hmm, exactly. Because every, like what differentiates knowledge Uh, wait, let me let me refine that. Yeah, true. What what differentiates knowledge from applied knowledge, which is actually the 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 productive part of how you achieve goals, the only thing that is missing in that equation is experience. And experience, you have to go through the situation to be able to overcome the situation. And it either makes you or breaks you. But even even breaking is not that bad. Actually, it's pretty fucking. Tough in the moment, excuse my language, but then when you're getting out of it, it's beautiful again. Um, actually, what I wanted to say, my favorite book, and you might be surprised right now, but it's neither the five levels of leadership. It's neither 21 uh, irrefutable laws of leadership. It is actually from John C. Maxwell, not talking about leadership. It is actually good leaders ask great questions. Mm, this, this, is my, this is my favorite book, and I can tell you exactly why. Um, I realized that And this is something that I noticed by when I was spending a lot of time with my mentors at the time, Richard or Luke Hessler, uh, Jamie Chirio at that time, Michael Valor, a lot of people that were, that I was spending time with and that I was considered as like, wow, look up to, I look up to them. I looked up to them. Um, I realized that whenever they were around people that they perceived to be more knowledgeable as them, they became very quiet. They didn't speak up because extroverted people always have this urge of expressing what they think and they, their needs to say something. But those guys became super quiet. And what they did is they just listened 
and they asked super, super high qualitative questions. So it's not like, yeah, so what's your routine? What's your morning routine? That's like, mm -hmm. all right, okay, that's that's something you can ask when if you if you're meeting someone like on the street. Like just imagine you're meeting your idol, the person that you are looking up to the most in your life, and you have exactly one question, five seconds, five seconds, not even five seconds to ask him a question. And that one question will determine the future of how what you take out of it and how you move forward. What would that one question be? And this is the interesting part, because we a lot of times always ask the wrong questions. Good leaders ask great questions because they first of all listen. They second of all think before they speak. A lot of people speak before they think. And third of mm -hmm. all, they go quality over quantity. So what is that one question? Like think about this right now. This is for you, Felix. This is for everyone listening right now. I mean, you probably not already know it, but like if you have an idol, if, you, if you're actually blessed to work with one of your mentors right now, or you have someone that you're in contact with and that you always wanted to learn from, reach out and ask him one question. Ask him that one question where you know it sums up everything that you need to know right now. Um, this is why questions, for example, like where do you see you, where do you see yourself in five to ten years from now? It's general, but it gives you a roadmap. Like, what was your hardest disappointment? You guys see, like everybody's listening, you guys can probably see, like, we're doing this podcast game now for six months, and we love asking questions. I think asking questions has become one of our specialty. And we like to dig deep because the deeper you go and the more you shed mm -hmm. your um, cover of like, oh, I don't know if I should ask that. Those are usually always the best questions. If they go underneath the blanket, that's like, whoo, ah. <laughs> you know, they get you a little bit shaky. Um, but yeah, man. So good leaders ask great questions. My favorite book, all-time book of John C. Maxwell. Underneath the blanket. Well, I, I didn't find the right expression in English right now, but it's okay. People understood what I meant. Um But yeah, John C. Maxwell, definitely a biggie. Uh, you know who we should bring on a podcast again, though? For John C. Maxwell? Well, if we can get him on a podcast, that'd be pretty amazing. <laughs> But um, who I am thinking about, and it's been a while since we had talk, a good talk with this, uh, this good boy of ours. Yes, say it, say it, say it. No, 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 no. It's no, no, say it. Come should on, we say it? it? With Luke Hessler. Well, that one too. Woo! <laughs> I, didn't that was, no, I didn't mean that one. <laughs> Oh, this is hilarious. Yeah, this is this is really hilarious. I actually thought of uh, David David Carpenter, Dave Carpenter. Ah, we had him on a Instagram live stream. I thought we had no, him on two no, times. No, we didn't have him on an Instagram live stream, bro. We had Luis Castellan, Luis Castellaneto. We had on David Instagram. Carpenter. We had on the live stream too. Yo, true, but on a very short one. So actually, we yeah. should bring this boy again. So if you're listening to this, maybe hopefully you're a fan of ours and you're listening to our podcast. Um, this is your month, bro. Dave, shout out to you. It's time that we're going to bring you on a podcast episode again very, very soon. And I think we're coming... And Luke too. And Luke too. I think we should reach out to them because there are a lot of very good people out there. Um, this is the beautiful thing. We could either like every single episode try to talk to new people, but we can just go back to the old people and talk about the topics that we haven't talked about yet because Luke Hessler Ooh. is as well someone that has built... a. 15, no, 30,000 people organization within five years when he was 20, 21 years old. This is nuts. Which is yeah. like absolutely nuts. So <laughs> yeah, and I think to round it up, to round it up as well, because we talked about a bunch of really cool topics today. I really, really love this episode and I can't wait to listen to it again. Guys, make sure if you haven't yet, if you haven't yet, make sure to 
subscribe and follow our journey on Spotify and iTunes and become part of our What The Passion family so we can actually support you, support us so we can support you and bring more interesting and groundbreaking topics, uh, nuggets, tips, tricks, lessons, trainings, education programs, whatsoever on the table for you so we can help you in your professional and personal development. Right to the top. Felix, my man, any last words? Absolutely. I just want to encourage everybody to first of all get yourself educated on cryptocurrencies and the whole blockchain world Mm -hmm. don't miss out on the wave and never ever let a small-minded person tell you that your dreams are too big